0: Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for October 8, 2019. I'm Michael Obier. I will be your guide once again. At Emerging Temple, we analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, which plan He intends to have men and women governed with Him in a new government to be established in due time. Before we go any further, I once more want to encourage you to like our videos, to share with your family and friends, and to hit the subscribe button at the bottom of your screen or the bell icon so you can receive notifications every time we upload new new video we do this uh, Monday through Friday and I'm hoping that some of you are going to begin to do that more and more I'm grateful to those who have already done so we've been getting a lot of email requests for topics and um, uh, people posting on our Facebook page emerging temple I also want to encourage you to Go to patreon.com and um, sign up there so you can support, uh, support our broadcast. Um, it's, uh, the handle is Emerging Temple, and you go to patreon.com, search for Emerging Temple, and you can support us so we can
1: keep this work going. Anyway, today's topic has to do with finance. What is expected of uh, a believer? And what role
0: does finance play in the life of a believer? What role should it play? And how should we handle the issue of finance and investment? Um, We know that the dawn of the Lord is upon us. um, But in the interim, should we just um, not invest, not plan for the future uh, because the Lord might come tomorrow? The answer to that is categorically no. The scriptures have told us that whoever cannot provide for his family is worse than infidel and has denied the faith. Um, The apostle Paul says, um, children are not supposed to lay up for their parents, but parents are supposed to lay up for their children, which means to keep in reserve for inheritance. So one of the areas in which um, we have been blessed is in the area of knowledge of how the financial instruments that are available for people work. And we want to go into some of that today, but we also want to preface that with understanding the principles of finance from the perspective of the word of God. So that we're not just like everybody else who just goes chasing after money, because the purpose of God teaching us about finance is not that finance or money should become another god, but for us to know how to handle it as good stewards. uh, Stewards. So, um, as I often do, I like to, you know, begin by going to a PowerPoint presentation or to the scriptures, and to look at what the mind of God is concerning these things, and then come back later on to address. Um, specifics on vehicles that you can use to help your family, to help yourself um, move up financially, take care of that um, which you have, uh, grow your wealth
1: within the context of God's plan for your life, okay? So why don't we take a look at the principles
0: of finance, you know, from the word of God, okay? The benefit of God's principles in today's financial environment. Now, the heart is the repository of wealth. That means what people value is found in the heart. If what you value is God, is in your heart. If what you value is material things, it's in your heart. Many of us desire to be wealthy or rich. This is often as a result of social conditioning and spiritual emptiness. We seek to fill a void in our lives by accumulating more and more material things and money. The fact is that without peace from God, all the gold and silver in the world will never make you feel wealthy or rich. If, however, you have come to know peace with God through Christ, then your journey toward financial well-being and prosperity will be prosperous. That is, your journey itself will be prosperous. There are certain principles you can follow to experience this prosperous journey. While you work diligently towards your goal, you should remember that the ultimate determinant of your success is that you know what the will of God is concerning your enterprise or business. This means as you go about your enterprise, your business, your career, your goal, you need to understand why you're doing this. Everything you're doing as a believer must for it to have meaning, must be somehow connected to what you understand to be God's plan for your life, con- related to his kingdom, to the building of his kingdom, to doing of his work. Okay? And once you're able to connect where you fit in, where your work fits in, where your career fits in, where your investment goals fit in, in what God's plan and purpose for your life is, your journey becomes prosperous. The, the weight is taken off and you enjoy your quest, your search, and life becomes more meaningful. Okay? So we're going to hopefully be able to strike a balance today in how you go about pursuing your goals, but also doing them in consonance and in harmony with the will of God. To continue, there are some scriptures to study as you begin this new journey of financial prosperity. Okay, so let's take a look at some of those scriptures. It's Proverbs chapter 6 from verse 6. God here says, Go to the ant, thou slugger. That means go study ants. Consider her ways and be wise. Who, having no guide, which having no guide, overseer or ruler, provide food in the summer and gather her food in the harvest. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will that arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. So God is saying here that, look, first of all, even ants go about their work trying to prepare for the harvest time They don't have a leader telling them what to do. He says, but you, you want to be wealthy. You want to be financially successful, but you don't get up. You don't work. You don't don't put any effort towards it. You don't do anything to prepare yourself. You don't take part-time courses to study, to learn, to get to acquire skills that you need to do better. Okay, the scripture says, do you see a man diligent in his work? He shall sit with kings and not with average men. OK, so we can start off from here and begin to see God saying to you, look, man, get up and get going. Get up and start doing something. Don't just keep saying, look, I want to be
1: wealthy. I want to be rich. OK, get up and start doing something. Let's look at. Another scripture, this year is talking about a virtuous woman. And this is
0: from Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, it says. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Okay? She is, verse 14, she is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night. That means she wakes up really early in the morning before the sun comes out and giveth meat that gives food to her household. She's not lazy. She gets up early in the morning, makes food for the younger ones before she goes out for her business and a to her maidens. Verse 16, she considers the field. She's an investor. She goes out looking for real estate. Okay? She goes out looking for landed property. She 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 looks at... The trend of what of 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 buildings coming into a certain area, and she decides that might be the best time to go and buy this land, or to go buy this house and fix it up, and see if we can put it for rent, or maybe put it for sale. Okay, verse sixteen. She considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planted the vineyard. Okay, so she farms. She she puts she puts things in a vineyard. She 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 plants seed for the for the future. Okay. She's looking ahead. Verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. So at night she's researching, she's studying, she's planning for her work, okay? That's why her candle isn't out. She's still awake doing some research, okay? Verse 18 says she perceived that her merchandise is good, okay? So she, she looks into the, the, the goods she purchases to see and say, look, you know what? If I take this to the market, people are really going to love this, okay? So whatever she's into, whether it's farming, whether it is um, whether it is selling merchandise, whether it is purchasing real estate, the Bible is telling you something about this woman. It's calling her a what? A virtuous woman. Verse 19 says, maybe she's a tailor, okay? Maybe she sews dresses. Maybe she makes wedding cakes. Verse 19 says, she layeth her hands on the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. 20, she strengthened her hand Stretched her hand to the poor. Yes, yeah, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Let's stop there. Notice she isn't just working for me, myself, and I. She's not just working for herself. She's working for those who are needy also. And this is a principle you're going to have to remember. Because when you go through scripture, you will find out. That God's primary purpose for you working and earning is actually not to provide for yourself. He will supply your
1: needs according to his riches in glory. Okay. So let's go back to our slide. Okay. Here are some scriptures that I'd
0: like you to um, screen grab this page, um, copy it down, whatever it is, but I'll read them out, you know, for those who are listening by, um, you know, by radio. Mark chapter 10, verse 25 to 27. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4 to 5. Acts chapter 20, verse 32 to 34 ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 to 11 which we just read a bit of it and proverbs chapter 6 verse 8 to 9 we had you know read earlier okay so please make a note of these scriptures because while i might not refer to
1: all of them the teaching today is prefaced on these things okay now This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Ephesians. And this is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28.
0: And he says, Let him that stole, who in your old life used to steal, in your old life were dishonest, he said, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give him that hath need, that needeth. Now, let's just take a. Everything we're talking about tonight is predicated on this one verse here. The purpose for which you're going out and you're working hard is to give to them that have need. That's your children, your spouse, your aged loved ones, your community, your church. Of course, you're entitled to take care of yourself. But if everything you're doing and working hard for the number one character is yourself, then you have missed God, okay? And this teaching is not going to be of profit to you because you will not be partnering with God. This teaching is for those who want to partner with God, okay? So you understand what that, you know, a lot of people are going through financial turmoil, financial hardship. You know, money comes in one hand, leaves in the other, and they don't understand what's going on. Look, I've been there, all right? And all those times when I'm busy making money, but it's not connected to, you know, something to do with the work of God, even when I'm helping other people, you know, it doesn't last. It, there's, no, there's, no, there's no joy in it. Even if the money lasts, it, there's no joy in it. But once you're connected to the word of God and to helping others...
1: Everything you touch turns to gold, okay? Let's look at another another scripture, okay? Let's look at Paul in the book of
0: Acts, okay? Talking to the Christians. And from Acts chapter 20, verse 32, it says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up And give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Verse 33 I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Verse 34 Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities, necessities, and to them that were with me. So Paul worked. This is a preacher now. This is an apostle now. Okay, he wasn't living off tithes. He said big hands have provided his needs, his necessities, and those of those who were with him, okay? Financial principles from the word of God. It's not just about yourself. It's not just
1: about, you know, building yourself up, okay? All right. Now, let's go back to our PowerPoint presentation, okay?
0: All right, principles. The important principles to have when developing a financial plan is to first consider if your objectives are godly. It is godly to plan for your children's financial future. Second Corinthians chapter 2 um, second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 says, it is right for parents to heap up for their children not for children to heap up for their parents so as a responsible parent you should be working now towards your children's future so that they have a more comfortable future okay that means rather than spending all the money you have on frivolities you should be saving money so that when your children come of age they have something to cushion them okay all right uh, they have money for college they don't have to come up with huge debts okay now not everybody can be as, you know, that, that wealthy and all that, I understand. But all of us can understand the principle. And that's what matters. Because once you understand the principles of God for your finance, then you can go about it appropriately. Okay? All right. I know this is a slightly kind of different teaching from what you're used to. Many of you have been used to, you know what, you know, give and God shall give you and this and bring this and bring. Listen, okay? God wants to give us. See, God is so rich He doesn't need you to give him anything, okay? All this idea of give to God. No, no. Listen, Jesus said, if you do unto the least of these, my brethren, you do unto me, okay? So we're giving you principles and we're backing it up with scripture. We're not just giving you ideas from my head. We're backing up with scripture that has been hidden from us because there's been a a prior agenda before we came on the scene. Remember what Emerging Temple is about. We're about... We're about using, bringing the word of God to current events, okay? To use the word of God to explain current events, to, to help us understand what is going on at, this, on at this time, okay? All right, second bullet point. He says, You should look only to God for your needs, not your work. Your work is for others' welfare, not yours. And that was, we read that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. You must be willing at any time to walk away from all you have accumulated if you must compromise your faith to preserve it. I'll repeat that. You must be willing at any time to walk away from all you have accumulated financially if you must compromise your faith to preserve it. You must be willing to study and learn how to be the best at whatever endeavor you are involved in. And we can see that in Proverbs 22 verse 29 where it says right there, That a man diligent in his work will sit with princes and kings and not with average people. Okay? Now, I wanna go into certain financial instruments and certain financial vehicles and kind of bring us up to speed on what some of these things are, because it's one thing to talk to you about, it's one thing to talk to you about um, investments about financial prosperity but it's another thing to give you the knowledge and the tools by which you can exercise these now i know we have an audience from around the world okay so not every instrument we're going to discuss here is used in every country but i can guarantee you that most of them are available now you will see some of them highlighted in red the reason they're highlighted in red is because i personally do not subscribe to those instruments because they're kind of um interest based and I have my reasons why I, I you know I'm very uncomfortable with the um interest based financial system um the scriptures refer to it as usury, but I don't want to make that a law. We are no longer under law but we're under grace. okay but I just put that there as a sidebar for those of us who view the whole you know, credit interest system with suspicion, but I will talk about it. So the first thing I'll talk about is in red, is bonds. What is a bond? Bonds are financial instruments by which you are able to take money and buy a, um, or lend to a government or a corporation, and that bond gives you interest over a period of time, and at the end of that time, you get the principal back. So let's take, for example, you um, you, you know of a company, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola wants to raise $1 billion. And rather than say it's gonna to go to the stock market, it decides it's gonna to go to the bond market, which is where people will go and buy bonds, in other words, lend money to Coca-Cola. And they might sell each bond note for $1,000. And they say, with a, they will say with a, a, a note of or face of um, interest of five um, percent. That means every six months they'll give you five percent of you know of that thousand dollars, or every every twelve months they'll give you five percent, five percent of that thousand dollars. And usually it has a, it can be a short term, it can be a medium term, it could be a long term okay? So if it is uh, short term, that might be something for, say, five years. If it's long term, it might be, say, 30 years. And it's affect- the, the interest you get, of course, is usually dependent on the interest rate. It's always something higher than, you know, Coca-Cola could have gotten from the bank, all right? Now, so that's how bonds work, okay? Now, bonds are, are dependent on interest rates, okay? So when interest rates go up, the price of bonds go down, why? Because new bonds are coming out and as they're coming out, they're coming out based on the new interest rate. So if the new interest rate has gone up, well, the old interest rates are giving fewer, um, is giving a lower interest because interest rates have gone up. So the new bonds are giving the new interest rate. So people don't wanna buy the old bonds, they wanna buy the new bonds. So to compensate, the bondholders of the old bonds reduce the price of their old bonds to kind of make up for, you know, the low interest rates that their old bonds are yielding, okay? So bonds can be traded amongst, you know, so when you buy a bond from Coca-Cola, you can still sell it to somebody else in case you need the cash, whatever. Okay, so that's bonds. So there's something called the bond market. And you know, if if it's a government bond, sometimes they're called treasury. So you will see the term treasuries. They're also very short term bonds, Um, that are called notes. Uh, You see that in red there, okay? So uh, promissory notes, they never exceed 270 days, okay? That is nine months, by the way, the same period of time from Easter to Christmas, okay, if you get my drift, okay? So promissory notes, okay, Um, usually no more than 270 days. You lend somebody money and, the person promises to pay back at a certain interest within 270 days, okay? So we don't necessarily call those bonds because they're less than a year, all right? So they usually know more than for 270 days. Now, the next thing I have in red are sometimes called CMOs or collateralized mortgage obligations. Um, uh, CMOs, collateralized mortgage obligations, fall under uh, what are called CDOs, collateralized debt obligations. There are many kinds of collateralized debt obligations, but the most popular CMOs, collateralized mortgage obligations, what are these? Well, if you have a mortgage, you contribute interest for CMO. Now, how does it work? When you want to buy a house, you you don't have cash to buy the house. Maybe the house is, um, um, I don't know, 10 million naira or $100,000 or something. You don't have that cash money, but you want the house. You go to a bank, a mortgage bank, and you borrow $100,000 or 10 million naira, whatever amount of money you need to buy that house. And you promise that you will pay back at say a 5% interest rate for 30 years. Now, if you fail to pay that mortgage monthly, or you fail to keep your side of the bargain, What's going to happen to the bank? They're going to lose that money, correct? So, what they do is they take your mortgage and that of hundreds or thousands of other people and put it together in one basket and take the money you and those people pay and pay that as though it's one mortgage, okay? Then they go out with that basket to the world and say, hey, We have a basket here of $2 billion worth of mortgages. And it pays interest of, I don't know, maybe let's just pick a figure, $2 million a year. Part of that, your 5% is there with all those other thousands of people, okay? So even if you fail to pay, it really doesn't affect that basket much, okay? Now, that's great as long as the properties are worth more or keep increasing in value as the interest rate increases okay what happened in 2008 was that suddenly people owed more on their property than the properties were worth and they said to themselves why am I paying for a house that I bought for $100,000 that is now worth $20,000 okay no I'm not gonna be paying that so they walked away from that okay and that led to the financial crisis of two thousand eight that you saw that occurred all over the world. It's a bit more complicated and more in depth than what I'm saying, but this is a financial instrument available to people who would want to get involved in something like that. Okay, so those are the debt instruments: bonds, promissory notes, um, CDOs, and collateralized mortgage obligations, etc. So those are debt instruments. Okay, you want to go into those, you know. That's up to you. If you feel a freedom from the law to get into that, that's okay, go ahead, get into that. Now we come to stocks. So you have stocks and you have two kinds of stocks. You have what is called common stock and you have what is called preferred stock. With common stock, you are, a, you are an owner of the company. If the company makes money, you gain. If the money loses money, if the company loses money, well, the value of your stock goes down. You don't like you lose any cash, but the value of your stock goes down. Okay. Those who have what is called preferred stock have the same benefits of a, of a common stockholder, but they, they have a limit. They have a limit in how, how they can participate in the running of the company. Okay. So they have a limit in how they can participate in the running of the company. And when dividends are declared for stockholders, they do not get as much as those who have common stock do. Okay, But those people who have preferred stock have some kind of security, because in the event that a company is going to um, declare dividends, they get it first, even though it might not be as much as those of common stock. But if a company is going to be liquidated after government has been paid any debt, government is owed, salaries have been paid, debts have been paid like to the bondholders, then those who have preferred stock get paid before those who have common stock, if there's anything left by the time, you know, the is liquidated and they're paid off, okay? Now, there's something called variable annuities. You have these in all over the world, but most people are not aware of them. Variable annuities are like a pension. They work like this. You put money into them each year, every month, every year, whatever, for a certain number of years. And the value goes up and down depending on how the investment that the money you're putting to annuities is doing. Okay? So you're putting, let's say you're putting 50 bucks a month and you're buying stocks, and the stocks are appreciating every year, you do that for 30 years. When you get to a particular age, the company that handles your variable annuity, they, they determine that, okay, you're a male. You're 65 years old. And based on our calculation, our um, actuarial, they call it actuarial tables. Based on actuarial um, tables, we project that as a male at your age, you will die at age 87. So you have 22 years. So they take the money you have, that you've accumulated, and now they will spread that out over 22 years and start paying you a monthly amount of money. The advantage to you is this. If you live past that 22 years, they have to keep paying you the same amount of money. And of course, the money they pay you every month goes up based on inflation, et cetera, based, you know, on something that you guys have agreed, okay? So that way you can create your own self-pension and you never run out of income for the rest of your life. So you and your spouse, so you can do it in such a way where maybe they're paying you um, $2,000 every month. And if you die, they continue paying your spouse $1,250 every month, something like that, till she dies. You could do it that way. Or if you're selfish, you can say, okay, pay me $2,500 every month. If I die, my spouse doesn't get anything. Well, that's not a very Christian thing to do. But hey, look, the companies will give you that that, that option, okay? All right. Another thing people invest in is what's called real property. That means you buy um, homes that look dilapidated. You fix them. Um, The government sometimes in some countries will... Give you certain grants because they want homes in that area to look, you know, look better. They don't want people to be homeless and all of that. So people invest in real property. So I don't need to talk much about that. And you, you know, you know about it. So there are different counties or local governments that have different incentives in different countries of the world. Some of them will help you for free. They'll give you money to do the roof for free. But all these programs are out there. And as Christians, you can go and find out within your county, Maybe your county is not really a friendly one. Maybe the next door county is you know, more friendly for people who want to invest in real property. You want to go there and go invest your money, okay? All right, now we'll come to mutual funds. What are mutual funds? Mutual funds are like a basket of stocks. Let me, let me rewind. Mutual funds are technically a company, a corporation. I go and register a company. And they ask me, what does the company do? We buy stocks. Okay? So, you don't, the company doesn't actually own any, you know, uh, it doesn't produce shoes or whatever. All it does is it buys stocks. And it makes different kinds of mutual funds with those stocks. So, if it wants stocks that are very safe, it might buy stocks of big companies like IBM, Coca-Cola, um, Boeing, whatever. And th- th- those are those are strong companies that are not likely to go anywhere. Okay. And it would refer to those as um, it might refer to those as conservative stock, you know. So somebody wants to buy a mutual fund, you might want to buy a mutual fund that inv- because you're, maybe you're older in age, you don't want to take a lot of risk, you might buy mutual funds that invest in things like that. But then there are other mutual funds that invest in startup companies or small biotech companies or information technology companies where today the stock was $10 tomorrow it's $100 next tomorrow it's $5 whatever okay so if you're younger you probably want to get into those because the potential for growth in those kind of mutual funds just like if you bought individual stocks is great the risk is great but you have time you can wait for them to regain and you know bring the you know get back their growth so a lot of things have with investment have to do with your age and risk tolerance Okay, now remember, quick disclaimer I should have given at the beginning. I am not giving you investment advice. I'm generally giving you information of how investment vehicles work out there. And if you need investment advice, there are professionals out there that are trained and I'm sure they're good believers also that are trained in this and they can give you investment advice for your unique circumstances and situation okay and i highly advise that that is what you do okay don't watch this video and then suddenly decide i'm now going to go invest in real estate i'm now going to invest in mutual funds the purpose of this video is informative to help the believers be aware of the options that are there okay and most of these investments you can live anywhere in the world and invest in any country in the world in these investments you don't have to live in any particular country. You can live in the United States and invest in Canada. You can live in Nigeria and invest in the United States. It doesn't matter where you are. okay? So, But find out from them how you go about doing those things. Now, there's another, before I go to derivatives, uh, let's go quickly go to something called vertical settlements. This is something a lot of people are not aware of. Life insurance policies, you can buy a life insurance policy that has a face amount of um, 10 million Naira or $10 million and you bought that when you were 30 years old or 40 years old and you've paid for it every year. And now you're 75 years old, your children are all grown. They're all doing well. And you know what? Here's $10 million that's going to go to them. They probably don't even need it. They're probably very wealthy. And here you are trying to get by. You know, what's the use? Is this $10 million to you after you've died? Right? Well, a lot of people don't know this. You can actually call the insurance company and say, You know that my $10 million policy? Hmm, how much would you all give to me cash now if I just gave it back to you all? Well, the insurance company doesn't know if you're going to live another 10 years, another 20 years or whatever. So they'll negotiate with you and they'll come to an understanding with you. But even if the insurance company doesn't do that, there are other companies outside called viatical settlement companies. They will buy your policy from you, okay? And now you might get $5 million or 5 million naira while you're still alive that you can spend because you no longer need it. You needed it when your children were young, when you didn't know, you know, whether you die early and then leave them out in the cold, okay? Now, we come to derivatives. Derivatives are papers that derive the value from some other investment someplace else. Okay, they're complex investment instruments. They're usually, you know, very, very wealthy people get into these. So I don't know who my audience is out there who's a multimillionaire someplace. Uh, And by the way, if you're out there, you're a multimillionaire, you need to go to patreon.com and support this this message, okay? Okay, just a quick plug there. But look, derivatives are financial instruments that derive their value from something else. So let me give you an example. Um, You've heard of... um, let's see. You've heard of, everybody's talking about climate change. they are talking about climate change. We made a video about climate change a few weeks ago. And what a lot of people don't realize is that part of the reason they're pushing this climate change narrative is that there's something called cap and trade. The government is going to put a cap on what certain, on, on the emissions companies can emit from their factories. And so those companies that don't need to emit as much can sell their right to emit to the company that needs to emit more. And the broker that facilitates the, those, the, that's, that um, exchange, okay, the, the, the broker makes a commission from that business. Now, that, that um, contract that he has signed between these two people, somebody somewhere else can Create a document, can create a paper, and get and get and derive value from the value of that paper. Or let me give you a better example than that. We talked about mortgages earlier. There are papers that people put together based on what they est- estimate that the value of a home is going to be. So, for example, if you're paying mortgage on a house somebody will print a paper somewhere that says if you don't pay your mortgage they're going to owe you money now I know this sounds crazy but this actually goes on in this world and like I said I'm showing us these investments that this is actually what's going on because you need to know what's going on what what people are doing what is legal and what 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 is what what in the world is going on with finance okay financial instruments you can't Put your head in the sand and not know what's going on. So to be clear, so somebody out there, let's say in New York City, creates these um, collateral, no, creates these papers, and is sell and is selling them in the world market in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, in uh, in London, and in France, in Paris, in Stuttgart, wherever. Okay, in in Johannesburg, in Lagos, and you buy these instruments, and these instruments get their value from homes the value of homes in the united states okay and as the value of homes in the united states go up the value of these paper instruments go up when it goes down it goes down as well here these people here trading these instruments have next to nothing to do with those mortgages or those people over there okay those are called derivatives a bit complex but you can this is just to open your knowledge to these things for you to be able to go out there and, you know, discover them. All right. So there are what are called retirement vehicles, okay? For those who live in the United States, you've heard of the 401k, the Roth IRA, the regular IRA, and, you know, wherever you are in the world, there's a pension. The way a pension works is while you work, money is put into a lockbox safe, you know, where it builds interest and makes a profit. And once you get to retirement age, you're supposed to get, you know, paid every month just the way variable annuities work, okay? Another thing that you should consider is life insurance. Life insurance is so important. Life insurance, getting life insurance doesn't mean you don't trust God to take care of your family. The truth is you're being responsible because if you something happens to you today, you have children or you have a loved one, how are they going to be taken care of? And that's why you get life insurance, okay? It's for those who you leave behind. It's not for yourself. Now another instrument that's important is disability insurance. In many countries of the world, you're able to get something called disability insurance. That means if you become sick or hurt yourself and unable to work, you still get income till you're able to get back to work. I don't know for the life of me why everybody doesn't have these if they have access to them. Okay, so that's called disability insurance. And in many countries, the money you get is actually income tax-free because it's considered to have been purchased with after-tax money. And of course, health insurance. Everybody should get health insurance because if you have health insurance, you control when you can see a doctor, you control when you can you know, go to the hospital. Okay? You're not dependent on some bureaucratic system telling you, especially in countries where you have you know, government health insurance, you know, you have a health care and you got to wait four weeks, you know, whatever. If you have your own health insurance you pay for, you walk in and go see a doctor when you need to see a doctor. He prescribes what you need and your health insurance company pays. Okay, so these I
1: wanted to quickly bring out as instruments of knowledge for you, you know, to be able to, you know, to use. Okay. Okay, friends, uh, we spent
0: quite a while today talking about a few of these things. I started off by talking to you about uh, what scriptures talk about, you know, what to do with, you, you, know, why, you know, why you should you know, raise um, funds to, for your family, for your loved ones, take care of your responsibilities, why you shouldn't make money in the center of your heart, the centerpiece of everything, but also why you should work hard if you're working, okay? Why you should be diligent in whatever you do. And then I went on to begin to share with you Different on financial instruments that are out there. Uh, we went too quickly, but the idea was just to get you to have an understanding of what is out there. Okay, I hope after today that for many of you out there, um, you're able, you're beginning, you're going to be able to do something more useful with your money. As you know, as you have spare money, you're not just wasting them on movies, burgers, whatever it is. But you're beginning, you'll be able to save in one of these instruments
1: that you feel comfortable. Okay.
0: Well, once more, I want to encourage you to please share our videos. Uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback, positive feedback from people. People wanting to know, you know, where, you know, how long we've been. Well, we haven't been out very long, but uh, we're making an impact. And thanks to those of you who have been supporting. Thanks to those of you who have actually been sharing our videos because we've been getting, you know, responses from all over the world from places I've never even heard of. Okay, so please share these videos. Um, most importantly, uh, it lets people know that God has a care for them in the smallest and littlest things. These are not frivolities we've been talking about. They matter because this have to do with your everyday life. So please like, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon at the bottom for the notification. And like you, as you know, we bring up these videos um, daily, um,
1: Monday through Friday, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you.